Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Who's ready for their jazz bath? Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Pigskin Cheeseman. This is Chad, public comment, so wash. And on this week's show, who'd you rather? TikTok under pressure and get ready to interview Meta humans. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text Kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com nachos (laughs) ding 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 dude you ready for some football this weekend i'm going i'm going cincy uh the mahomes ankle injury uh, is a big one for me that's a hard one i think the i think the eagles i just can't get on the purdy train i don't know i just can't (laughs) I can't do it. So Eagles, Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl. Yeah. 
the Bengals are definitely playing a hell of a lot better, especially after last week, and they just owned Buffalo yeah. away. Just owned them. So, yeah, and then, you know, Mahomes, it depends on how mobile he is. But, yeah, I'd love to see Cincinnati, especially after their start. They mm-hmm. had such a, a shitty start. They went to the Super Bowl last year, came out of the pipe this year, just horrible. And then they just started killing it. So they the, found their groove. So The Browns gave them a whooping. Just for the record, where the where are the Browns right now? Yeah, they're Good in uh, Cabo or uh, Cancun, <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> so yeah, one so yeah, the, the Eagles the Eagles would be really cool to see. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to see Purdy as a Super Bowl quarterback, but you know, I mean, it's it's, he's, it's happened before. He's got a hell of a team around him. I mean, he's got a hell of a defense, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, he won't be carrying them into the Super Bowl, that's for sure. No. Well, speaking of Super Bowl. Mm. Shout outs. I have no idea what that connection is, but it's the only segue I had. <laughs> uh, shout out from me. Joe Wilkie and Jenny Shiaka were in the, oh. uh, the giving mood this week. Joe, Joe sent me a nice bottle of wild turkey, which was delivered right before the snowpocalypse here in the Midwest, which went down. A nice quite... bottle of wild turkey. Rare I've breed, never, I've baby. I've never heard anybody no, it, say no. that. Oh, okay, it's rare breed. Get on okay, board. That makes sense. Get on that board, so wash. It's, it's rare on... breed. It's yeah. rare breed. <laughs> and, and Jenny, who uh, works for Disney, sent both uh-huh. of us, apparently, an, an Iron Man t-shirt with uh, our names on the back of them. So that was really like, nice. Like was... we're twinsies or something. Yeah, a little disappointed that Disney couldn't you know, uh, foot the bill for at least something that wasn't a Gildan 100% cotton beefy tea. But, uh, you know, I'll take it. I'll take a free tea. Yeah. I mean, it says uh, the Chad and Cheese podcast on the back. So, I mean, how can you how can you hate that? What is it? Let me see what it says here. It says invincible. The Chad and Cheese podcast. Yes. Chad, I'm kind of a beefy guy myself. So when I double beefy, it's really beefy. So I just I try to stay. (laughs) Trust away from the too beefy uh, combo there on my t-shirts, but what are you gonna oh, do? Oh, that's 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 amazing. So yeah, going going from the the Iron Man Chad and Cheese uh, t-shirt mm-hmm. to we're over a thousand episodes now. It took us less than six years. Holy we're cow. averaging about fourteen podcasts a month. Yeah, uh, thanks to the listeners for asking for more, and uh, yeah, thanks for the the sponsors for for, for being there and actually uh, powering this bitch. I think it was Joseph Stalin who said, "Quantity is a quality all its own." Of course, he was speaking about the mass <laughs> mass deaths of young men in World War II uh, who who had to go to the front. But in this case, podcasting quantity has its own quality, and uh, damn it if we're not quality. It's a different type of battlefield when we're talking about podcasting. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speak- oh, I know. <laughs> Speaking of battlefields and quality, uh, our friends mm. at Polywork, uh, listeners might remember that they were nominated uh, last week for the product of the year uh, by Product Hunt, a pretty well-known, they won. Pretty well-known they won. platform for companies. Uh, anyway, they, they didn't beat out ChatGPT. Which, what? which shocks everyone uh, for, the, for the best product. However, they did win a Golden Kitty Award, a Golden Kitty Award. I guess the cat is the product hunt mascot. Uh, anyway, they did win for the creator economy category on the announcement. Uh-huh. Polyworks CEO said, quote, we, we couldn't have done this without Chad and Cheese. No, I'm kidding. He actually said, quote, we can't thank you enough for voting for us. And for the amazing support you've given us over the years. Pretty standard vanilla CEO bullshit. But 
Either way, Polly work. Yeah. It's an award. It's a golden kitty, something everyone is at some point in their life after. <laughs> Congratulations. Shout out to you. Speaking of Golden Kitty, on this day in 1980, Prince made his TV debut on American Bandstand with the song, I Want to Be Your Lover. <laughs> so when I was in Chicago in December, uh, they had the Prince experience uh, that my uh, wife okay. and I went to. And um, mm-hmm. memorabilia, you know, the motorcycle from Purple Rain, uh, oh, the bathtub nice. from Big the, ass uh, bearing Dove, on it. Oh, when yeah. Doves Cry video. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you're a Chappelle and Prince fan, and I know a lot of our listeners are, you know the <laughs> Chappelle skit where Prince plays basketball and then makes pancakes for everybody. <laughs> So there's literally there's a collage in the Prince experience of all these pictures of Prince. Uh-huh. There's a picture of him playing basketball. So this story <laughs> is apparently true. And the yeah. dude has good form in the picture. So somewhere along the lines, Prince in high heels learned to hoop. And uh, there's a picture that's proof at the Prince experience <laughs> if you ever get a chance to check that out. But Prince, definitely good stuff. Definitely good stuff. Well, also good stuff, Ooh. Chad. Yes. Free shit from us. Uh, we say it every it. week, but if you haven't hit up chadcheese.com, click the free link, giving us your information. You're missing out on free T-shirts from JobGet, uh, free rum with plum if it's your birthday that month, uh, free yes. beer from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs, whiskey. They each get a bottle from you and me. It's a Chad choice, a cheese choice. Uh, that's from our friends at Text Kernel. But you mm-hmm. can't win it if you're not in it. So head out to chadcheese.com, click the free link, and and sign up. And also, while you're listening, leave us a review, won't you? Well, that being said, we're talking about we're talking about alcohol. Big shout out to Mitch Gerson. Mitch sent me a bottle of Knob Creek bourbon with uh, a big Gerson agency sticker over the label. I cracked it open. I poured it over a big rock and noticed something was awry. What? It was it, it was a smoked maple bourbon dude that's two weeks in a row two weeks in a row voila sent me the maple canadian whiskey which i actually boiled down into syrup because it was so sweet and that was delicious and now mitch sends a knob creek version it wasn't as sweet mm-hmm. i think it's going to be great with uh with old fashions but what is up with the, the maple whiskeys are, are they all the rage now did i miss something they are not all the rage, for sure. Uh, okay, and okay. talk of prints and pancakes means there might be more maple syrup <laughs> coming your way. Uh, but no, that that is an odd choice. It, and he's not Canadian, is he? No, okay. no, no, no. He's he's American. Yeah, e- equally strange. I got I got nothing. But I got I got birthday announcements though. All right, so celebrating another year around the sun this week. Let's hear it for uh, our birthdays. We love. Happy birthday. And you can win rum with plum, as I mentioned. If it's your birthday, you're signing up for free stuff. You could win a bottle. Or this week, celebrating a birthday, we got Tony Leoy, <laughs> Stephanie Krishnan, Matthew Miller, Ed Zatusky, who actually was the rum with plum winner this month, uh, Lynette Phillips, <laughs> our friend Adam Gordon. Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap! Dan Sabatino. <laughs> Gloria Aquino and Jay Z, Josh Zwayne, all celebrating nice. birthdays this week. Happy excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, I have an update for the uh, the New York City Department of Consumer and Worker. Per- 
Protection has announced that it will postpone enforcement of a new law intended to regulate the use of automated employment decision tools until... April 15th, 2023. That's right. Yeah. So there, New York City had this wonderful law that they were putting in place uh, around AI decision making tools for hiring, those types of things. And they uh, received so many comments, public comments that they're going to go ahead and put that on hold so that they can, they can address the comments, have a second hearing. And to be quite frank, I, I don't think this hurts anything. This, this does nothing but give the government more more of a cushion and say, look, we even gave you more time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So when they start enforcing this, employers better be ready. You can lawyer up all you want. You're playing into their whole scheme of things. Oh, you want more time? Oh, we'll give you more time. Now let's see you fuck up. So kids, if you're using automated decision decision hiring tools, it doesn't matter. You should be auditing your process no matter what. Audit your shit. Make sure you're not doing biased, stupid shit. And that's from your friends at the Chad and Cheese. <laughs> Time to belt up, people, is what Chad's saying. You better that's be ready right. for the for the government to come after your ass. Chad, where are we going uh, this year? We're back in the world. I know it's hard to believe in January, but we're going to be back out soon. We're going to be back out. We're going to be back out. Unleash America is happening in April at Caesars Forum in Las Vegas. That's right, kids. They actually changed the venue. I, I, I love a little MGM, but when I took a look at Caesars Forum, this is off the fucking chain. I can't wait. Uh, if you want to find out more, just go to chadgees.com, click on events, uh, and, and definitely register. If you want more information about the prospect of sponsoring at Unleash America, uh, go to chadgees.com, hit us up directly and we can we can put you in uh connection with the right people that escalated quickly then last week we had the official yes that's right the official announcement of Wreckfest usa yes it's our favorite talent acquisition carnival kids that's right uh it's coming to nashville tennessee in september we were able to crack the code of discounts as well oh yeah that's right we have a discount code it's going to be 50% off. We have the early, early bird rate with Chad and Cheese. You can use the discount code at wreckfest.com mm-hmm. of Chad and Cheese, all one word, Chad and Cheese, or you can go to chadcheese.com, click on events, go down to Wreckfest, click on that link, and then it automatically populates it for you. That takes your ticket from $200, that's a two-day event, $200 ticket for attendees, to $100, actually $99, but $100. Damn. Unleash and Wreckfest and discount codes. It just doesn't get any better than that. Topics! Did Prince ever perform in Vegas? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) let's, let's have a layoff update, shall we? Layoffs? All right, industry startup... Carrot, that's K-A-R-A-T, the Seattle-based company that helps companies conduct technical interviews, has laid off 47 employees, reportedly 10 to 15% of its staff. Additionally, Coach Hub and Scoro, both in our space, have let go around 10% of their teams. 
Higher profile layoffs this week include IBM canning 3,900 employees, or about 2% of its staff. Mm-hmm. Combined, Amazon and Microsoft are laying off a total of 28,000 employees. There have been some bumps in the road, though, Chad. Google laid off 12,000 employees, or about 6% of its workforce, as many of our listeners know. However, this included a married couple with a four-month-old baby. Damn. Both were on parental leave. Ouch. We wish everyone good luck in their endeavors of finding new opportunities. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Microsoft, you know, they cut 10,000 after hiring about 75,000 yeah. since uh, 2020. Meta laid off 11,000 after hiring about 30,000 during the pandemic. Good news. I mean, again, so you take a look at it in, in total. Yeah, they had some irresponsible hiring. <laughs> the good news, the U.S. government has actually created uh, tech.usajobs.gov because they're hiring mm-hmm. tech. Right. So they, they've actually increased their salaries on that and they're focusing on telework options and, uh, remote work. So fuck you, Jamie Diamond. Go to the U.S. <laughs> government. Find yourself a job. That escalated quickly. <laughs> also, Chad, if uh, anyone out there listened to our European show uh, this week, mm-hmm. they know that we played an extreme version of buy or sell. Getting yes. a lot of startups are getting a lot of seed funding, which means a lot of tech people will land on their feet at some of these startups, which we think will become some of the next big things in the world. So it all works out in the end. I guess. And talking about like world as as opposed to just the U.S., Mm -hmm. there are the country layoff rankings. And uh, our our friends over at Lenza shared some research on how countries are treating laid off employees best of the worst. The top 10, U.S. was not there. (laughs) And this is all around notice periods and severance. So pretty much you've heard all the stories of people getting getting nixed via text message in the middle of the night here in the U.S. Uh, so we actually made the worst list. And uh, it was Puerto Rico was number one. The U.S. is number two. So really, the U.S. is number one. Yeah, we, we suck at laying people off because we just don't give a shit. Europe, on the other hand... Europe has a bunch of countries in it. All right, let's get to uh, our friends at Clover's and Tal Vista. They, they had a little, little marriage this week. Recruitment software platform Clover's has agreed to acquire Tal Vista, a developer of a diversity and inclusion platform that aims to reduce bias in the hiring process. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. The acquisition promises to help recruiters reach their diversity, equity, and inclusion goals by providing solutions for attracting, reviewing, and shortlisting candidates conducting interviews and applying data to enable efficient hiring decisions. The products of TalVista will be integrated into Clover's platform to support inclusive hiring practices. Chad, your thoughts on this love affair. Clovers.ai in good old Nashville, Tennessee. I bet we're going to see them at Wreckfest. Uh, so Clovers, they, they were on buy or sell back in September of 2021. I think they got $15 million back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we both said we'd buy them. Uh, still a, a big fan of leadership that comes from the industry, uh, like Clover CEO Doug Leonard does. He was at Hireview and Cornerstone, to name a few. Uh, plus, he has a sales background. And what do investors love more than a revenue-focused CEO? The answer? 
They like nothing more than a <laughs> revenue-driven CEO. Then you have Scott Sessions, the CEO of Tal Vista. He was on uh, Deathmatch in June of 2020. Uh, I think the integration of Tal Vista with Clovers made this happen. Once again, kids, this is a great recipe for acquisition. Partner with a bigger fish, and as they see traction in the market, your platform looks a hell of a lot more appetizing. You were a little bit apprehensive around Clover's anti-bias messaging, so what do you think now, now that they've they, they've gone full uh, full Tal Vista? <laughs> the, uh, the headline on the site now says, Clover's acquired Tal Vista, creating a laser focus on building inclusive hiring tools. And to your point, that's exactly what they're building here. They're building a hammer that some toolbox is going to want. Mm -hmm. You've got veterans Elaine Orler and Scott Sessions, as you mentioned, behind Tal Vista. Obviously, yeah. veterans in the space. Uh, I don't think they took any official money, maybe some some seed, seed money or angel money. You've got uh, the folks at Clover's. You mentioned the Nashville connection, but they also have Jason Nizar, uh, the guy behind Comparably, uh, who sold to Zoom Info last year as a co-founder. Uh, the guy knows how to build companies and then sell them. He's done it a couple times in his life, so I think he's probably in the uh, the right seat at the right time. You've got a pretty competitive landscape with Junco, uh, Canaries, The Mom Project, Circa, uh, Seek Out is really getting into this space. Um, one of these bigger platforms is going to be in the mood uh, to, to gobble up a nice DEI solution. And these guys are clearly consolidating some smaller players in the space and becoming a very attractive uh, acquisition for a Seek Out or any of the major platforms that we've been talking about for the last couple of years. I think the the higher view connection between Scott and uh, and Doug, I think, probably played a big part in those guys picking up the phone and saying, you know, hey, uh, we're thinking it's about time. Maybe we move on. Elaine and, and you know, has other things to do. I'm sure she's got a lot, long career at Cielo, which I think she's back at full time. So I think timing, consolidation of these players around DEI, that's going to be a, a big acquisition target at some point. All makes sense. Um, if this were if this were a firing squad you know, from me, this would probably get a large round of applause in terms of acquisitions. So in Bloomberg this week, there was an article uh, talking about the tech sector and how it's really slashing DEIB teams. Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter's DEIB team went from 30 to two. So there's that. And then even before layoffs started, Let's say over the last six months or so, we've heard a lot less about DEIB. I mean, all of 2020, DEIB was the new AI. You heard it all over the place. Everybody had it. Everybody wanted it. Unbiased this, unbiased that. that that's tamped down a lot more. And I don't know if it's because of the layoffs, because of the, the, the landscape, what it is. Is this just going to fade away? Mm -hmm. So the question, my question to you is, do you think that, you know, there's a lot of consolidation that's happening. That's obviously going to happen yeah. this year. But do you think, especially with the slashing of these DEIB teams at companies, that this is going to be top three on the want and need list? Yeah, I mean, we, we've we seen this happen. Um, you know, Americans in particular have short attention spans. And mm -hmm. with George Floyd and some things that were happening, 
um, a, a couple of years ago, the, 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 the light really shined bright on what are companies doing, uh, what are organizations doing to be more equitable. And we saw a huge, a huge blossoming of companies that all promised to, to make this something that, that companies could solve. We saw budgets right. actually being created. Of course, it's a different world now. Um, tech companies, budgets are being slashed, valuations are being cut. So, if marketing is one of the first things that gets cut, recruiting is the one of the first things that get, gets cut. Well, certainly attention to this issue is something that gets that gets cut. I don't think, it, think it's going away. I think it will come back. But there may be a situation where you want to be bigger than you think you are. There's there's a really funny commercial right now. Uh, I think his name is Bamba. He's a center for the Dallas Mavs. Boba, maybe is his name. He does like Cheez-It commercials. Anyway, there's a new <laughs> okay. commercial where... Yeah, he says hi. He's like seven four or something, and he uh-huh. says hi. Yeah. And someone says, "Do you think he's real that tall?" He goes in the locker room, takes his jersey off, and he's he's not one big person. He's like four little kids on each other's shoulders. <laughs> so, in some way, like these companies may be trying to get on each other's shoulders to create sort of one or two or three players that are worth that are actually valuable and have the tools to make it that way. So to me, there are many kinds of acquisitions. This may be one where two smaller players in uh, in something that is in less demand than it used to be are mm-hmm. trying to, to come together and, and make something bigger than, than what it really is. But I do think that DEI is going to be a thing. I just think it's on pause because of the state of the world right now. You ready to play a little Who'd You Rather? I would. Yes. All right. Who'd you rather, everybody? <laughs> Chad and I take two companies that have recently gotten funding, and uh, we read a brief summary, and then Chad and I decide who we'd rather. Number one <laughs> is Skillet, construction sector recruitment platform Skillet, and not what I have eggs and bacon and uh, hash browns on, Chad. It's a different kind of Skillet. It has raised $5.1 million in a seed funding round. It will use the funds to enter new regional markets, build its team, and refine its product offering. Skillet says it offers a one-platform solution for sourcing, skills assessment, hiring, training, evaluation, and win-back contractors facing record labor shortages. It also claims that its vetted candidate profiles, custom matching, automated workflows, data-driven compensation, and labor market insights improve the hiring experience for both contractor and worker. Next up. We have Grazzy. Grazzy, a next-gen employee payments platform, has raised $4.25 million in a seed round for its digital tipping, same-day pay, and financial wellness for hourly workers. The platform helps hotels, salons, bars, and restaurants improve employee retention and guest experience through digital tips and instant access to earnings with the latest funding set to be used to expand across large hotel brands and operating groups restaurant groups, and salons. So, Chad, Skillet or Grazzy, who'd you rather? You started drooling when you were talking about Skillet. Anyways, uh, Andreessen Horowitz recently published their big ideas in tech for 2023, and I'll I'll paraphrase. Uh, We're having a labor shortage in construction, manufacturing, hospitality, retail, healthcare, and education. These sectors are operating with legacy recruitment and talent management tech, which creates a massive opportunity for companies like Skillet and our friends over at Factory Fix. Mm-hmm. For these sectors, businesses trying to source and vet quality, uh, quality candidates is vital, especially as most industries don't have their very own LinkedIn. 
I'm going to say it's fairly simple for me. I'm going to skill it all damn day. Gillett wins the so wash vote for who'd you rather. All right, this is good. We're going to disagree on this one. So I think both companies <laughs> are winners uh, on this game of uh, who'd you rather. Uh, I like Grazzy better. However, uh, no one carries cash anymore. So service workers who used to be rewarded aren't so much anymore. Valets, housekeepers, bellhops uh, can now make more in a cashless world with a solution like Grazzy. There's no app to download. You scan a QR code uh, on the property. You choose a tip amount, uh, give some quick feedback, select a payment method. Um, guests see individual team member profiles so you know who you're actually tipping. Uh, the hotel gets a branded interface uh, on this platform. All tips and feedback are connected directly to the team member or team mm-hmm. that you're tipping. Um, I think it's brilliant, and I'm looking. Uh, and if I'm looking for work, an employer who is offering a tip solution like this, where I know when I make a bed and, and clean the toilets in a room that someone will be more easily able to tip me, <laughs> or if I'm valeting or anything, right? Like I think it's a nice recruiting tool. I think it's gonna be a nice way for people to make more money. Uh, we'll get to the Walmart store in a bit, but people are hurting in this country, and anything extra that we can do to make it easier for you and I to give a fiver to someone that uh, has given us good service, I think is a good thing. So for me, who'd you rather? I'm going with Grazzy. I think you'll agree they're both winners. I think in the U.S. there's no question Grazzy's a winner, but the, the thing is that it is not going to have an appeal outside the U.S. at all. We are a tipping culture. Nobody else is. Yeah, but you think Americans go to Europe. And other other places to tip, yes. So being over in Europe for three months, they they come to you with the bill, you tap it, and you're done. Yep. There's no asking. There's no asking for a tip. It's just boom, and you're done, right? So yeah, I think from a U.S. standpoint, we have our own problems here, mm-hmm. and this could be a band aid to one of those problems. But this has no global appeal. Well, I can tell you for sure. I've been at hotels where I want to tip the uh, the cleaning crew. And yeah. I, I don't have I don't have euros. I don't have cash. So in that case, it would be nice to have something digital where I could leave leave a tip. So I do think there are some instances whether or not companies embrace this in Europe. I don't know, uh, but I think for the U.S., um, it's a uh, it's a brilliant idea. We'll mm. see if it catches on. Let's take a quick break, and we'll get to uh, everyone's favorite topic: TikTok. Oh yeah. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com that's pandologic.com all right chad the screws are tightening 
on TikTok. With a growing number of college campuses banning the app, multiple schools have banned TikTok in recent weeks, including Arkansas State, Auburn, Oklahoma, Georgia, Idaho State, and Iowa. And nearly half the states have banned the app on state-owned devices, including Mississippi, Indiana, Louisiana, North Carolina, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. The app is still alive and ticking, however. TikTok remains dominant in the U.S. despite government ban, with 68 million downloads, uh, top five app rank app ranking, and 46 million monthly active users on the Android version. Usage has remained steady with little impact from legislation. Chad, what do you make of the current state of TikTok? talk in the U.S.? Well, other than AOC and Katie Porter banning Congress or even state Congress members uh, from TikTok really doesn't mean that much because officials aren't using it anyway. Then universities banning TikTok is is even funnier. And I'm going to bet that less than 5% of university staff use TikTok. I mean, can you see the old, you know, 70-year-old science professor? So my understanding t- is that if you're on the Wi-Fi network at a university, mm-hmm. it's it's banned. So students that are used to using the Wi-Fi have to not, they can't use the <laughs> uh, university Wi-Fi. It's called VPN. And I think it's federal employees, not just congressmen and women. Still, if you have a federal phone, right? And a lot of these people have their own phone anyway. And it's funny because when my kids went to high school, they VPNed. It was very simple. You can find your way around it pretty easy. So as you had mentioned, downloaded 68 million times in the U.S. over the past year, including 8.7 million times since December. Not to mention the U.S. does one thing well. It's look for money and then create ways to actually siphon that cash Mm -hmm. away. And that's what they'll do with TikTok. So this was a topic on our uh, prediction show. And if you haven't listened to that, I I encourage you to do so. Uh, JT O'Donnell, our guest co-host, was big, (laughs) uh, big fan of TikTok and and had some really optimistic predictions for TikTok uh, in this year. And and I came back and said that I'll go the other way and, and say that TikTok will be banned in the U.S., I don't know if it'll be banned. That's not really what we do in America. But Biden has never been under more pressure from Congress to ban TikTok. Uh, Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley on just Wednesday of this week introduced legislation to prohibit TikTok, uh, which is owned by a Chinese company, company from all devices nationwide, essentially making it illegal to have TikTok uh, in the U.S., which would be huge. Um, It's not an accident that Donald Trump is back on Meta. Uh, Elon Musk is a darling of conservatives. You don't think they're on the phone saying, hey, it'd be nice if TikTok just went away uh, right about now. And for our space, even if TikTok doesn't get outright banned in America, if you're looking to recruit on college campuses, uh, is is TikTok something you're going to use to recruit? Uh, If you're recruiting government workers, are you using TikTok? Do you become fearful that government legislation may come down on you if you're using TikTok to advertise to government uh, services? I don't know. I think think the fear and uncertainty for a lot of advertisers, including especially in our space, will keep people off of TikTok just by fear of it's bad. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the numbers or not. Uh, 8.7 million times downloaded since December. The fear mongering is so much bullshit. Nobody gives two fucks what the U.S. government says unless they actually wipe it from Google and Bingo. Apple. App Store. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. 
I, I will I will say now I will put a C note on it <laughs> that they will not do that. You want to go? I mean, there's no way. There's no fucking way because there's too much money there. And to put up a guy's name like Josh Hawley, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Can we talk about a fucking clown for goodness sakes? At the end of the day, TikTok is not going to go away. The people that are being banned right now, they have their own devices other than their federal devices or they'll find a way to get around it. They, they, you can't stop the people, man. You can stop the people with laws. No, you can't. Uh, sure you can. If if TikTok got wiped off of Apple's app store and Google, like I said, it would die. Do you want to put a C note on it? It's not going to happen. No, I don't want to put a C note on it. Okay, yeah, because you know it's not going to happen. <laughs> It could happen. I'm saying it could. You know it's not going to happen. I don't have ha confidence that it's definitely going to happen. Oh, kids. Oh, my God. It could go away. Oh, stop it. Kids don't vote. They don't vote anyway. So there's no fear like we're going to lose No, they do. They, they do vote. They yeah, do vote. I don't know if you saw the last election or not. They do vote. Get, things are changing, old man. Things are changing. <laughs> they go to reels. Anyway. There's gonna be there's gonna be pressure, dude. And candidates Again, candidates are gonna note. start talking about banning. Put your it. money where it's, your mouth it's is. It's gonna see it's note. gonna it's gonna get it's there's gonna be heat. There's gonna be heat <laughs> on TikTok. All right, going to TikTok to a uh, a good old fashioned American company. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart announced it will raise the average hourly wage of its associates to more than seventeen dollars and fifty cents an hour. That's up from seventeen dollars an hour. Uh, before they made that change. The raise will include a mixture of regular annual increases and targeted investments in starting rates for thousands of stores. The overall minimum wage will also climb to $14 an hour, a 70% jump for workers who stock shelves and serve customers. This move reflects the strong demand for lower-wage workers despite widespread layoffs in white-collar industries. Other retailers, such as Amazon, Target, and Costco, have also announced pay increases. Chad, your thoughts on the Walmart news and the rise of the workers? Well, I, yeah, I got to say that corporate America is the best at twisting narratives. Oh, look, we're, we're, we're giving new wages. So let's be clear. This isn't Walmart being a great corporate citizen. It's about market pressure looking for some kind of equilibrium. And in the U.S., we've allowed stagnant wages to become standard for decades without any control of the crazy, out-of-control C-suite compensation. The uh, trickle-down economics was supposed to find the money back to the worker, and it never did. CEO comp went from 35 times that of the median employee compensation and is now close to 400 times that. And in the case of the Walmart CEO, he's at 700 times that of a $17.50 an hour worker. So this is all bullshit and deception. Here's an example of how out of whack this is. Walmart CEO made over $25 million last year in total comp. Uh, that's over, listen, $12,000 an hour versus $17.50, which is $36,400 a year. $17.50, $36,400 a year. How many single moms can live on $36,000 a year in the U.S.? The living wage for the least expensive state in the union, Mississippi, I picked Jackson, Mississippi, for an adult and one child, the living wage is $30.28 an 
an hour. That's from the MIT living wage calculator. So as we start to see these things, we, we need to research more and we need to understand, oh, wow, they're getting a pay raise. Well, it doesn't matter. They haven't had it for fucking decades in the first place while the money's going directly to the top at a 700 times that. So what you're saying is capitalism is awesome and the invisible hand of the market is amazing. Not at all. I mean, you need to listen closer. They should be making they should be making a lot more than 1750. So our, our friend uh, our friend at Jobcase CEO Fred Goff posted on LinkedIn this week, quote, "I'm shopping at Walmart this weekend. Happy to reward worker-friendly progress." End quote. And I, I, he's pandering. I mean, Fred's looking for fucking jobs on job case. Come on, I love Fred to death, but that's total fucking pandering. But the keyword there to me is progress, and <laughs> this isn't progress to you. No, it's not. This is bullshit. If it was progress, it would be at the living wage standard in Mississippi. They'd be actually making thirty dollars plus an hour. We are way behind. And for somebody to say, oh, look, this is progress because they gave we gave them some crumbs. Fuck you and your crumbs. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Let's take a break. <laughs> and go to MetaHumans. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Shall we play a game? All right, Chad. After 18 years, tech expert Bartos Pompuch found himself out of a job. The last resume he had prepared was back in 2003... So he decided to refresh his CV as a 3D avatar that can answer questions and guide recruiters through his career history, work style, and skill sets. In a LinkedIn post, Pompich said, quote, recruiters all over the world say goodbye to static resumes and hello to a dynamic, interactive experience. It's almost like having me right there with you in person. Let's take a listen to the video he posted. Hello everyone, this is Bartek Pampuch. Well, in fact, this is my meta-human-based avatar, my digital twin, fully powered by artificial intelligence and capable of answering questions about me and my career history. I created it because some time ago I asked myself this question, how many interviews would it take to find my next dream job? And I was like, why should I limit myself? I could scale this up and participate in thousands of interviews if that's what it takes to find the perfect match. And I turned the initial concept into the most interactive CV ever made. An app you can talk to. What were your main responsibilities as the Vice President of Comarch Healthcare? 
I was responsible for the strategic product lines, our telemedical platform, electronic health records, mobile and web-based solutions for patients, and the medical AI cloud. Oh, Lots to digest here, Chad. What's your take? He put a lot of time to create a library around the responses. Would ChatGPT now start to take the training data that you wanted to focus on, which could be you and your history, right? And also the industry, and then just have it go ahead and uh, work it itself. So he came up with, and he, he did a lot of work in being able to uh, get those, those uh, interview questions uh, and responses together himself. But now we have chat GPT. And then also we have the Veritones of the world, obviously, who do, do voice cloning. They do that for us in our foreign language podcasts. They also have avatars. So this is going to happen much faster in 2023. I'm not saying the coming years. I'm saying the coming weeks. So my man created a startup, whether he knows it or not. The the ability to sort of like scan your face, create a, a 3D avatar, mm -hmm. create almost an FAQ page of questions an interviewer would ask, how you would answer it, uh, and then create an interactive solution to do that um, is pretty incredible. I don't think he meant to do that on purpose. Somebody needs to grab hold of this idea uh, and move it forward for, frankly, if I'm a video interviewing solution, I'm a little bit nervous right now. Uh, maybe not now, but five years from now, although from your perspective, yeah. this could happen a lot faster uh, than that. These are basically video interviews without scheduling headaches, without yeah. putting you know putting a shirt on. It's, it's an incredibly efficient way to interview people. It's also scary for the video resume vendors. This is less AI to me than it is augmentation. I think that the resume as we know it is going to stay, you know, the, the six second scan is, I don't think going anywhere anytime soon. However, to go through that six second scan of a resume and say, Oh, I'd like to interview this person click here and I get a 3d avatar. And then I can actually have an interview experience with the real person with their real voice and real, uh, responses with the, with their clone. is really pretty amazing. Um, if you, if you think about it, it's scary. Yeah. It's cool. I think there's a long way to go, but for a company that gets this right, is going to crush it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how a guy like this I, doesn't get a job right out of the gate. <laughs> right? He probably already has one. I don't know when when he put yeah. this video out on YouTube or did this thing, but he must. He's got to have a job by now. All the work that he put into it in actually developing it, because it also has speech recognition. You have to recognize what they're asking. So like with uh, Veritone, we're talking about vo voice cloning and avatars. That's one aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Then the chat GPT piece of it, where you can actually um, condense and, and, and start to grind on the, the training data that provides the text that will go to the voices and, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, you can start to build something like this much easier than what he did. Well, I like that the answers were his, uh, yes. almost like he, he bought a mic, you know, he shows you like... Like we're talking mm -hmm. on a mic now, he buys a professional mic. So there are a lot of moving parts on this. I don't know how you yeah. scale it easily, but um, the promise is there. Now, if they only had a husband and daddy avatar that I could turn on <laughs> during the playoff games this weekend so I could watch without feeling guilty for neglecting my kids and being a pet, bad partner, then we got something. We out. We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. 
or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bugfights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.